0: hearing this. Anybody hear that? How
1: can we possibly have the
0: slightest idea what to expect?
1: Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic, including the movies, TV shows, music, toys, and more. In episode 362, we present part one in a multi-part look at the score for Jurassic Park. Caleb Burnett is back with DinoScore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise, and we are here to give you our nostalgic thoughts, some fun facts, a breakdown of all the themes, and uh, we do take a listen to the first few tracks of the expanded score. Now, of course, while you're listening to this episode, please hit us up over on Instagram, threads, tiktok and of course over on youtube to continue the conversation from this episode and as always please check out our weekly live streams over on youtube discussing all of the latest jurassic news from around the world and trust me there's been plenty of jurassic news to discuss so be there wednesday nights 9 p.m each and every week Now, next week on the podcast, Caleb and I tackle even more tracks. We didn't get a ton uh, of tracks in this episode per se, but we tackle so much more in the next episode, so stay tuned for that. You're going to be hearing ethereal music from the raptors. Uh, You're going to hear some really sweet stuff with the Triceratops. There's tracks that are not even in the movie that are in the scores, and uh, then we wrap things up with Dennis Steals the Embryos, and uh, it's a little chaotic, so I hope you love it, Um, but that's going to be a really fun one, so stay tuned for that episode next week. But for now, let's go ahead and dive into the score that started it all, Jurassic Park.
0: Remember that time, and I'll I'll shut up and we can record it after this. But um, remember that time when you and I met in a Starbucks in Manhattan, and yeah, had this had this discussion about what we wanted to do.
1: I I do think about that all the time. Remember I that time
0: about... a million? This seemed like a million years ago. <laughs>
1: what that, was that? Twenty nineteen, or yeah, it was, it was late earlier? Tw- like late
0: twenty nineteen.
1: That is that is so wild. That, like <laughs> it is wild. Yeah, we. Conceptualize, which was fun it was it was cool to like yeah get to the bottom of like what the segment is gonna be and like think about all the grand ideas and a lot of which we've we're like just getting started on and it's it takes a long yeah. time especially i think when there's like other stuff to produce and other other segments and other you know people to talk with and stuff like that so it it uh it makes it like a very like spread out segment and I kind of appreciate that though because we can always come back to it and and there's always yeah. music to talk about because like we've been spreading this content out over the past since 2019 when we conceptualized that that we're just now getting to Jurassic Park which is like <laughs> yeah it's like oh we maybe should have gotten to this sooner but here we are <laughs> well we got a we got a lot of episodes left if we're gonna do the other films too so <laughs> I know. And we we finally like did our huge like go-through of Jurassic World Dominion, which I like. I do think about that as well all the time. I'm like, man, that was like such a fun ride kind of diving into that and appreciating yeah. it. And I think with episodes like this, you get to like really appreciate the finer details because when especially when I'm doing like my research for these segments, I like I, I use my ears like in different ways. And I, I'm sure you do too, where like you pick out, like you try to focus in, like I today I was focusing in on like the chorus lines and stuff like that, that you hear throughout the different tracks on Jurassic Park. And I was like, Ooh, like that stuff, there's so much beautiful stuff that you like, you're not, you're not really getting when you're just watching the film necessarily, or, or maybe even just listening, you know, in your headphones to the score. But like, Sometimes you're just you're listening and you're doing other things or you're walking down the street or doing work or cutting the grass like whatever the case is like you're not necessarily pinpointing all of these like unique pieces from the score and I think like segments like this is where like I get to like really dive into like the details and and find some really interesting things that I've never heard before. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I just absolutely love that. Anyway, uh we are recording and we're ready to go talking about Jurassic Park today in, uh, in our segment Dino Score. Uh, I, I forget the full subtitle. What is it, Caleb? Do you remember? Dino
0: Score, <laughs> the music of the Jurassic Park franchise.
1: There we go. The, the the Jurassic franchise is having us look at... They want us to. They specifically asked us to look in, <laughs> into each of yeah. these... <laughs> into each one of these scores. And like I said, we did Jurassic World Dominion. And now we're finally getting to Jurassic Park with the 30th anniversary. And um, I, I just kind of want to start off saying, like, diving into the score was hard. This was hard, yeah. like... Look, and this is a score that we've had for thirty years. Okay, for I, <laughs> yeah. I you know, uh, I, I've had this for thirty years. I meant to bring out my um, my my CD, my compact disc, um, but uh, I, I I forgot it. It's in the other room. But um, I I've had this forever, and I've I've listened to it so many times. But like the way that John Williams arranges his original scores makes the analysis of the score very (laughs) kind of difficult to say like okay well this track has two to three pieces of the film Mm -hmm. within it like two to three different segments that could be the beginning middle and end and you don't know where they are like you might not recognize that specific piece or you know where does a one part end versus begin and and it jumps all over the place. It's very confusing. And then on top of that, we get like a 20th anniversary release. So we got the 1993 mm-hmm. edition. Then we got the 2013 edition, which was the 20th anniversary. And that was like, hey, we're going to add on, I think it was like four tracks. And we're not going to put them in order. We're still They're still not in order by any means. And that's also part of it. It's like... (laughs) The order's
0: lost now, 30 years later. (laughs) They don't go in
1: any kind of sequential order whatsoever. It's like, you know, a track, I think like track five, like the raptor attack is like super late in the film, but like the beginning of the album. Um, But then like, yeah, the 20th anniversary adds on like four tracks and and things that you're like, well, why was this not included in the first place? That's kind of wild. So Um, I think,
0: you know as far as like the album arrangement goes i think that's like a, a film music thing that happens a lot of times like because that's mm-hmm. true for so many other oh, like yeah, film yeah. music albums and movies and stuff and so like it's just really interesting the way they have to end up cutting it all together and making it fit on a disc but um, yeah
1: yeah, and it's, you know, the, the original score was, what, 15 tracks, and then they, they upped it to 19 tracks. Um, and John Williams does like to put things into, like, concert pieces and, and things like that where it's, like, not necessarily the version you heard in the film. Um, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on like that 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 makes it, like, better to listen to <laughs> as, as yeah. a piece of work and and you can't deny that like when you when you listen to this it's like oh this all works together these different parts from the movie thematically work together they sound similar so let's put them together and i know like you know even with the re-release with la la land records uh when was that when the heck was that release was the that- first
0: la la land one was 2016
1: 2016 and then the the, Mm -hmm. the previous one was like last year 20 yeah and then the the
0: jurassic park by itself was 2022 and then yeah yeah so
1: so yeah there's been a lot of re-releases uh over the years and 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 something i was gonna say
0: about like the original album and the 20th anniversary album that's like kind of funny to realize is like they reuse literally the same recordings in different tracks like the the main theme that's in the uh like the, the second track on the album the theme from jurassic park when you hear the main theme in that that's the same recording at, that is in journey to the island like they just cut and paste like <laughs> they use they use sections of things in different tracks on the same album too so it's kind of crazy
1: but. yeah and that's why when you get these like really um, detailed um, reissues and stuff, like with La La Land records, you get like in, in parentheses, like the film version because like, Hey, yeah. this is like specific to the film and it makes it even more detailed because like sometimes they're including the film version and then like not in <coughs> a film version. And you're like, I don't even know what's going on anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, the La La Land that Jurassic Park that came out last year, that was the first, like public release of the film mix of Journey to the Island, so that was cool to have.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, and I have not heard that one yet, to be honest. But I, I'm wondering in my head right now, like how different does that sound versus like the original one? And I have no idea. Does it sound? Is that something like that? Like drastically? I different think for it's,
0: you? Um you know, it's it's interesting because to me, it just sounds. Bigger and crisper, brighter, yeah, it's... and crisper, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's the exact length, the exact edit, yeah. Too, so, like, yeah,
1: yeah. So many of these, like, when I was going through and looking at the difference between the original versus the newer ones, there's like you know, anywhere from like 10, five seconds, like one second difference between so many of these tracks. So, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like all of these tracks are getting like totally revamped like you're just getting like uh, you know a little bit different edits here and there um but some of them like especially when La La Land came out for the first time in 2016 like there were things that we had not heard before things that had not been like officially released so it was really cool to kind of get all those details and and it and like the way that it completely changes the score you know and the way that you listen to it and you know because La La Land will completely release it in like in film order and 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 then there's other stuff but for some reason the one that does not ever get released in film order is uh stalling around and i'm like why is that never (laughs) in place where it belongs on any of these (laughs) releases
0: (laughs) i don't know it's like perhaps it's because it's uh diegetic and it's like in the world i guess Yeah, and if um, you don't know,
1: it's it's the Mr. DNA sequence where you you get that really fun. Yeah, cartoon. it's John Williams. It's yeah.
0: like, um, he stuck Gershwin's America in Paris in the middle of Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs> with that <laughs> cue a little bit, but yeah.
1: But yeah, I I want it to be like what what would it, what would it be right after? It would be like, um, right after I don't know, like uh one of these tracks. But wherever it places in, I'm always like, oh, that's where it should transition right into that. And then no, it's always at the end of the score somewhere. I'm like, oh come on. Like I just I just want this to be placed perfectly. But um but you know I think I, I have so many memories of, of listening to this, you know, the original album. Today we're really gonna focus in on the La La Land Records because it does piece out all of those um mashups that we get of of like Three tracks all together in one under a different name so they kind of piece everything out individually they all have their own track titles and stuff so it makes it a little bit easier to digest and I think we're gonna you know stick with that one but for the original one like I will always like remember those transitions into different parts of the film and you know, remember that like I used to put this on my boombox while I'm playing with my toys, and and I keep telling this story of how I brought my boombox to my school and pressed play on the opening titles and then read a uh, a report. On Jurassic Park, and I think that was essentially my first podcast episode, um, <laughs> and that was in third grade. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but so there's so many memories. I think with this album, it, it is so good. And revisiting it, and and really honing in my ears on so many of those details, it's just like, it's like, man, this is a really hard score to beat. It is so good.
0: Oh yeah, I man, I I could talk for so long about this score it's it's obviously like my favorite of all time but it just has a really deep special personal meaning for me just because of what the film means to me but because like it was really like the first film score I ever fell in love with and really like took a deep dive into and analyzed and like I don't know it's it's an incredible feat of music composition of orchestration of arrangement of uh you know instrumental performance um it's just it's an incredibly diverse emotionally score like terror awe like suspense adventure (laughs) like all of those things rolled into one score it's just it's So incredible and um, yeah, I, it's perhaps, you know, it's up, I was, I've been reading a lot as about, you know, the process of this score and with everything with John Williams with this score as we getting ready for this episode and like, it's, you know, a lot of things I've read talk about like how Jurassic Park is absolutely one of John Williams most highly regarded scores too like within his catalog and if you think about his catalog that really means something so yeah
1: yeah i do feel like this one gets overlooked a lot because like i'll watch you know videos about some of john's best scores and 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 just you know videos of overall scores and and this one always gets bypassed for some reason and i guess you know it, it came at an odd time because um you know, it was uh, what was the uh the other film? So the, the other,
0: Indian? it's it's ridiculous. The other film that he scored that year was Schindler's List. Oh,
1: Schindler's List, that's right. Yeah, I was, which I, is I'm
0: like, and and that score is just absolutely incredible yeah. and gorgeous. And it's just like you did both of these in one year. It's and wild, like yeah. It's Schindler's List like overshadows Jurassic Park, like especially on the score side because like it got nominated for the academy awards and jurassic park didn't so yeah
1: yeah um it's wild that john was able to produce that and all the other things that that he's produced over the years and 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 but i still do think it's one of the best ones he's ever made and i will i'll stand by that and i you know i i have pieces maybe that i like more in different areas but like i just love like, so much of this score, and and like you were saying, it is full of emotion and energy, and, they're like, listening back, when you get to the end of this, like, this full, like, sequence, there, at the end of the film, it's just, like, there's, like, two tracks that I'm, like, wow, I can't believe, like, I don't know if this film would work as well as it does without, like, these pieces of music, because it's so kinetic, mm. and it's so fast-paced, energetic, and and interacts with the film in a way that I don't think music really does all the time today. Um, yeah. A lot of times today, I feel like a mu- the music is just in the background. It's just part of it, part of the movie. But John interacted with the film in such a way that I think was just brilliant and so captivating. Um, and yeah, I think when we get to some of those later tracks, it's just like mind-blowing how good they are.
0: Absolutely. I, <clears throat> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, no. Oh, that was uh, what I was going to say. So, you know, with all of the incredible filmmaking and production and effects things that are going on on the screen in Jurassic park, like John Williams met every bit of that and like m- created this score that is just like bigger as, as big or bigger than the film itself. And so it just like makes the world of this film, it gives you a sound to the world of this film and it makes it so massive and, and captivating, like you said. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, he's, he's done it before, you know, with star Wars, he really kind of changed the, the cinematic landscape for how, you know, people view like that kind of film and, and gave Mm -hmm. it this, this, this overture and the score that is just like so beautiful for a space, you know, movie. Um, And he just changed the way that people look at that. And, (laughs) and with dinosaurs and, and, and the awe and beauty and, and fear, the way he, he made these tracks. It's just like, it's wild. And we'll get deep into it because there's like, there's some stuff that I just feel is unexpected of what you would think for, for a dinosaur movie. So it's really, really cool. And I, I'm just I'm still in awe. And I think it's still some of the best stuff. And you were you mentioned how it works well with the sound and the, the you know, the the dialogue and and the sound effects. And I think, like, when it comes to one of the last tracks, I think I want to play it with the with the movie, because, like, it's just undeniable how well it works with everything. So yeah yeah hey
0: um before we jump in can i share like a few little fun facts about this score that i like and discovered please, please share <laughs> okay. some fun facts so <laughs> the first thing i, I was going to say is that today's national fossil day and it's appropriate Ooh. that we're talking about jurassic park and jurassic music <laughs> on this day um <clears throat> so um john williams just fun facts here um Sort of started writing, uh, and the whole composition and writing and recording process for the score happened in February and March of 1993. Um, and then most of the recording happened in April 1993, actually. Um, and then this, C- the CD or you know, whatever format you got it in in 1993, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a CD, would it? Um, I'm showing my well, age. I got there. it. I got the CD, but, um, man.
1: I I But it was they were, we had <laughs> CDs. We had CDs back then.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, that was released on May 25th, 1993, um, and uh, the score was recorded at the Sony Scoring Stage in Culver City, California. Um, I just I enjoy these facts as a composer and yeah. someone who who does this stuff. Uh, And so uh, something that not a lot of people know about this score is that during the recording, uh, John Williams injured his back and couldn't record, couldn't conduct all of the cues. So a guy named Artie Kane stepped in and conducted some of the other cues that John Williams could not. Uh, Artie Kane is a pretty incredible musician himself, worked with like Frank Sinatra and lots of other incredible iconic musicians, um, and also conducted other scores like Mission Impossible, uh, Alien Resurrection, a lot of other well-known scores. And so I was reading this, and I was like, oh, Jurassic Park is just like one degree of separation away from all of these things because of Artie <laughs> Kane. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, and so The Lost World was the first Jurassic score that John Williams ever conducted the whole thing, the whole recording session. So... Um, the other thing I wanted to share was that um, there's a new music streaming service called Apple Music Classical Mm -hmm. and um, it's all music that falls under that classical label which is uh, a whole other longer conversation Mm -hmm. but um, the first three Jurassic scores are on Apple Music Classical because they fall under that label Um, I, and maybe someday the Jurassic world scores might be because they could probably fit under that label, um, in some contexts. Um, but, uh, the first three Jurassic, Jurassic park, the lost world and Jurassic park three are all on Apple music classical. Um, and there are two versions of Jurassic park on there. The original release and the 20th anniversary are both on there. Um, which was kind of weird, like unexpected and surprising for me that they, it's a classical thing and they chose to have both of those basically the same recordings. But, um, yeah, Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting that, uh, we've Jurassic park has three albums on a classical music streaming service. I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, we all look with such high reverie at like you know Mozart and Bach and Beethoven all that kind of stuff you know but like
0: and John Williams is there with them and, I guess. yeah, yeah. Right. and and, <laughs> and and
1: and all this movie score stuff that we have today is gonna be on those levels I think at some point it's like it's wild yeah. to think you know it's because John Williams is so prolific at what he does that you know. It's unreal that we've gotten all of this stuff like we were saying before. So, uh, hey, yeah. it makes me feel old that it's on a classical service. But you know <laughs> what? I, I, here we are.
0: <laughs> no, uh, classical music is is fantastic. It's a great thing. Um, and uh, last thing I'll say, and then we can jump in. But uh, I wanted to read the description of Jurassic Park on Apple Music Classical because I think it's pretty great. Um, excuse me. Um So it says legendary composer John Williams orchestral score to Jurassic Park is an exercise in contrasting stealth with bombast incident at Isla Nublar opens with taut and wavering strings undercut by timpani signaling the threat of approaching danger while the song's frantic midsection ups the adrenaline levels as if fleeing from a pack of velociraptors. As a climax, T-Rex rescue and finale is positively gargantuan with stabbing brass and string attacks, hitting home like earth shaking dinosaur footsteps. So I thought that was quite profound. Good, Great that's, description of Jurassic Park score.
1: That's incredible. I had all those same words in my notes here, so I'm going to have to cross <laughs> all of those out. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a perfect description of it. Um where I want to start today is the themes. I feel like we should probably start with the themes. So yeah. let me get your take. I think there's a few themes. What is your take on the theme of Jurassic Park? What do, What do you say?
0: Uh, I've always contended that Jurassic Park has two main themes. Um, and it's what I and... Uh, a lot of other film music analysis folks would dub the hymn theme, which is the theme you hear when uh, they see the Brachiosaurus for the first time. Um, that sort of half step, to, to put it in a musical context, that theme. Uh, and the other main theme, I would say, is the, the island fanfare. Um, you know, when, right when they get to the island, that I would call that the other main theme of Jurassic Park. Um, and I think those two themes sort of in the, in the public eye and in the way they're used in trailers and media and other stuff like clips or whatever like I think they go back and forth as to like which one people choose as the number one versus number two I think they go back and forth but I think I definitely would say that those are the two main themes of Jurassic Park just because they're both, Extremely important, uh, extremely emotional, uh, and obviously, like they both underscore extremely iconic scenes. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I um, I would almost venture to say there there's like k- kind of, kind of three three almost, but like it's more okay. so it's more so two. With like the one theme that's like split to me because like I feel like the you know and I I, I always I always like stumble on what we should call them. You're saying the hymn theme, um, you know, and that's like a lot of people will say like the the theme of like the animals and stuff of the park and or just like you know it's to me it feels like the main Jurassic Park theme, but I almost feels like there's like two parts to that theme. Um, I feel like yep. there's like the main like do, uh, do, 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 Like that version this here mm-hmm. We hear it right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So to me that that's like obviously one theme. Right. But there's also like kind of a slightly different like tinge to that as well. Uh, which is the, exactly
0: da, 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 exactly
1: yeah. like it's it's yeah, just yeah. like the 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 kind of lighter version of it uh, it's a little bit different um accent like accents on the notes and things but it's basically the mm-hmm. same theme just kind of played a little bit differently so to me i i almost separate them in my mind as like two separate things you know no i
0: think that's a really interesting point and a really interesting discussion because i think you know from a musical standpoint I would I would say that like, you know, the two the two sections that you're saying are just like mm-hmm. the A and the B section of one. Exactly. Theme. And that's why but, that's what
1: I have them listed as like A and B on my end.
0: Right. And I think but at the same time though, like like I was saying about like how the how this music is used in like trailers and media and in the public eye and in concerts and stuff, like I think the A and B sections of that theme sometimes get separated. Like mm-hmm. and some sometimes you only hear one part at a time so it's like i think what you're saying is is valid too so so
1: where is the no that's oh i have two songs going at once here which (laughs) uh let's stop one of them let's stop all and let's go with this one i think so this is the i feel like this is like the a theme because it comes first it's like Mm -hmm. one of the first Mm -hmm. parts of it and then you kind of sink into the more grander version that's more feels like the hymn, kind of to me. But Man, it's, it's, I, they're so it's, related, you know.
0: Absolutely, I it and I'm just like getting. I've heard this music a billion <laughs> times, but I'm getting I'm getting chills right now because and that just like speaks to how incredible this music is. But yeah, yeah.
1: so to me this. And then if I'll I'll stop this one and then um, cut over to this one here and just kind of. You know, those are the two that mm-hmm. are so related that it's hard to piece them apart to me. But like you're saying, when you hear them in trailers and things, to me, I don't usually hear. I feel like I don't usually hear this one as, like, the main theme in, like, a trailer or something, I feel like it's always the other one. Um,
0: yeah, the Fallen Kingdom the... trailers loved the half-step theme, the... Mm-hmm. They did that over and over yeah. and over. Um, but it's because that theme is well-known and iconic, so...
1: Yeah, so... And and it's, like, all of this music is is so interesting that you can play it one way, and it sounds, you know so sweet and so nice and comforting but then you can play it in like maybe the *Fallen kingdom trailer or whatever and it kind of sounds a little (laughs) sinister and like you're like wait like what What?" you know like the way that they they structure everything it's mind-blowing that it can feel different so to me that's that's basically like the a and b to me in my mind and then Mm -hmm. you had also mentioned the um the what did you call what did you call the second one
0: I generally call it the fan, the island fanfare. Okay. Theme. Yeah, I
1: was I was thinking like the adventure theme or or the island fanfare. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. basically like the 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 journey to the island like kind of um Right you know, when they point? get to the island, yeah. Yeah, this part right here. Well, kind of right before that. But here we go. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's weird that, like, both or any of these themes that we, we are discussing here, they all feel so valid as far as, like, just asking anybody, what is the theme to Jurassic Park? And they could whistle any of those, and you're like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, that's the theme. Yeah, it, They all no, work no. so well together.
0: Absolutely. It fascinates me, Um, honestly, like, how well, like even non-music aware folks can like hum some, these two Jurassic park themes back to you. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like that's at least a good starting point. We've got a a good basis for, you know, what the themes could be and what they sound like. And they are just scattered throughout this whole thing. And then, you know, they're scattered throughout other films and stuff that we're not talking about today, but they're just all over the place. So, yeah, I was going
0: to I was going to say that like this, this score is um, it's incredible just because of the incredible theme writing. And, you know, we establish these, you know, the themes we just talked about and some other a couple of other themes and motifs. We established those in the beginning of the movie. And like there they are everywhere throughout the rest of the score. Like sometimes they're hidden and you barely even know they're there, but they're there. Um, And so it's it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I I guess I I want to mention this as well because when I you know listen to the other scores and and other movies even um, I'm always reminded of so much you know when I'm listening to the score I'm like oh well that sounds like this other movie and I, I'm always you know I'm always like comparing and contrasting like uh, they they got they kind of sound very similar to each other I'm playing clips from all kinds of different movies. But for this one, I, I'm almost like it, it It sounds like John was mostly original with so much of it that like it was kind of hard to place the inspiration in so many things. So I, I thought that was kind of great that it wasn't it didn't feel like a, a clone of something else too much. It felt like really inspired and, and of its own volition. And, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there's other So many things that John was inspired by, but like to me, on you know, on listen number ten thousand, it it just sounds like, you know, John made this start from from you know scratch, and it just sounds like nothing else.
0: Oh yeah, I I mean I think I think you're correct. I think there are a couple of like places or cues in the Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park score that I. I hear and I go, oh, that sounds like this, or oh, that sounds like that, and and we can talk yeah. about it when we get to those cues.
1: Yeah, there's but there's like, a handful, but it's like it's like pinpoint. There's one track that's a hundred percent, but other than yeah. that, there's like little little tiny pieces where I'm like, okay, maybe that feels like this, but like other than that, I mean, like there's some parts in like Star Wars that are straight up the source music, like the 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 music that the, the temp tracks that they put on like the the movie before actually coming up with the music. It's like, oh, he just you know copied the planets basically a hundred percent you know <laughs>
0: and well i mean so there are uh you know influences on jurassic park in the classical world for sure um Stravi- Igor stravinsky's firebird is a huge like okay. you can compare jurassic park score to that one and there's some there's some fun bombastic moments like Uh, You know, towards the, like, especially the T-Rex rescue and finale. Like there's some, there's some similarities there, but um, no, I think, you know, we can talk about, we can compare any two film scores and you're going to find similarities (laughs) just because of like the world of temp scoring and the world of influence between composers. But I think um, especially the two main themes we talked about in Jurassic Park are just, extremely unique um extremely uh they stand on their own as far as uh harmonically and rhythmically and the style and the emotions that they're you know portraying um i think they're extremely unique so
1: yeah i mean like there was a i was like listening to something and i'm like well I, i guess i could say like this feels like Tchaikovsky, but I'm like, is there a point in even mentioning is it does it even, it doesn't even matter because it's just an instrument that sounds like somebody else well, used yeah. it once. I'm at like, the, that's, at the that's... end of the day, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually
0: uh going to see Stravinsky's Firebird live in oh. a few weeks. And I'm really I'm really excited about it because it's like, oh, this was an influence on Jurassic Park. So
1: Well, I'm going to see Jurassic Park in concert live in a few weeks, so I'm very excited by that.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm jealous. I haven't gotten to do that in a while. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Yeah, well, by the time this comes out, I, I will have already seen it, but... Oh man, and I just I just so happen to have the La La Land records uh, booklet here with that with the T Rex with no teeth. I don't know if you remember that <laughs> fun little. I remember that. Yes, I do. That the booklet has, or it actually has just one tooth on it. The T Rex has one tooth. It looks so hilarious, and that just oh, popped my into gosh. my head. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead. We are. I don't even know if we're going to be able to release one episode without any music here, but. Um, yeah <laughs> let's take a listen to the opening themes here yes. for Jurassic Park or the opening titles I guess I should say yeah
0: this is a uh, C sharp minor 7 flat 5 chord for those who are wondering or musically inclined or want to impress your friends
1: and that's why you're here <laughs> <laughs> But that one that one is great because it um I feel like it just sets the tone so well for you know it's it's basically the impact tremors you know you feel like a dinosaur mm-hmm. is right on your back somewhere approaching and you also do get that like predator theme which I that I didn't even we didn't even mention that one as a potential That's, you know that almost the main to- theme
0: Oh yeah, no that that speaks to what I was saying a second ago, which is like we introduce these motifs like in the first ten seconds of the movie, and that <laughs> that raptor slash pre I, I people call it different things. I call it the raptor motif, but um, that that motif um, is throughout the entire score through the rest of the movie so many times, and it's it's yeah. great. So yeah, and we introduce yeah. it right there in the first ten seconds. So.
1: You know, I have always thought of it as raptor as well, but like I, I feel like it's, it just kind of describes almost all of them, you know, and especially when we get to the last track, which we might do that three days from now, depending on how long. We've been. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it's just like it's great to get that right off the bat before we've seen anything. We just got the titles. That's all. Like that's all we got. Yeah, right? yeah. And no, it just uh, feels good, you know.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, um, just a couple of things about that cue. Like, so the C sharp minor seven flat five bit, um, that actually is a really interesting part of it. Cause that's like, I mean, if you take that out and put it in another musical context, like that's a jazz chord. And so (laughs) like, um, if you, so the way it's structured in that cue, the, the E is in the base of the chord and that sort of, changes the character of the entire chord makes it fit with that sort of mysterious minor ominous feeling but if you like it's a it's a c sharp minor seven flat five chord so like c sharp is the root of the chord and if you put that in the bass instead of the e like it's a completely different sound and i just think that's awesome because john Williams started out as a jazz session pianist and like he's just throwing all these jazz chords into a movie about dinosaurs, and they work, and mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Um, <laughs> and the other thing about that cue, um, the raptor motif, the predator motif, um, it's it's four notes, um, but you know exactly what it's trying to say. It's well, it's not a happy it's not a happy motif. It's very like jarring and sort of stirring and you know that it's about something that's not nice
1: (laughs) oh yeah and i I love the way that it's it's like it's it's spoken here it's actually the first like two notes are kind of like bent into each other so it's like you're only getting like three it sounds like three you know that it's just like no so i just love the way that it's like accentuated there it's very cool and it, and it makes it even more ominous the way that it's such like the two first notes are kind of like bent into one it's it's really cool uh and
0: yeah absolutely uh, and um that you know when you hear the raptor motif there in that cue is being played on the shakuhachi <laughs> which is a japanese <laughs> woodwind instrument oh uh-huh. um and it's it's just has this incredible sound that works so well with jurassic park so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's that's one thing that like I just love about this score is every instrument that is used and every every piece that like is meant to describe a certain area or, you know, indoors, outdoors, whether it's technical or jungle, like it's so it's described so well. It's such a visual score. That, like, using an instrument like what you just said, it, it just it brings to mind the perfect visual without even seeing the movie, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, I did notate here that uh, the La La Land Records' first release in 2016, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, that does not feel like it should have been that long ago by the way um (laughs) yeah that is that is the longest edition of it it's at 38 seconds um 37 seconds on the most recent release and then 32 seconds on the original release so there's just probably a little bit of play with the you know the beginning and end nothing really drastic there um so i i don't want to go into the the theme from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I feel like you know that we we just we just kind of listen to it and we can get to it more towards the end but like that on the actual score like the original score that is the uh second track and it and the way that it's it's added right there it's great because we get those opening titles you know it des- describes your feeling and then you get this sweet like you know Jurassic Park theme. Mm-hmm. I you know and but that's not how the movie goes. But the movie yeah. Goes straight into uh, incident at Isla Nublar, and yes. and man, is this just incredible? This this score it's a mix totally. of uh, it's a mix of like synths and orchestra, and there's vibra slap like every few seconds. It's yeah. So it's I was about to describing say, the jungle so well.
0: In in a in a few seconds, you'll hear the the slapstick. Um, and you'll hear some like metal chain, the sound yes. of like, metal chains. <laughs> so like, uh, John Williams has talked about how the slapstick represents the raptor. Cause it's kind of like a wild animal mm-hmm. and the chains represent Muldoon, which is like the cages and the structure of humans. And they're sort of battling with each other. So,
1: yeah. And I, I love that, like with the chains and everything, you can almost feel them, Working and like you know, getting yeah, yeah. getting stuff done, and um, and you can hear the wildness of the the virus slap or the uh the what was the thing called the giro slapstick gyro, or there's like
0: oh yeah, whatever, the, too, yeah. The, the
1: the zippy thing the zip zip you know like there's so many sound effects in here that just kind of make it sound naturally like a jungle, um, and the way that this builds and builds to this like grand reveal, it's like. I don't know, kind of almost maybe sounds like an Indiana Jones moment, like right here, like True. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's. I can it's hear like we're the opening raptor. up the arc, <laughs> yeah.
0: And we just have some very bombastic, aleatoric frenzy of woodwinds and brass and strings running all over the place. here. I um, and it's, it's so chaotic, like you could say that about any other score and it wouldn't fit as well. Like chaotic works perfectly and best with this Jurassic Park score. Like it's just all over the place. Um, Which is how your mind is when you're scared. So it works perfectly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. Like a lot of times there's a lot of percussion used and, and impacts, whether it's just a full brass or strings or whatever. And they're used at like odd intervals that make you feel uneasy and like you're kind of being attacked in a way. Now, if you only listen to the original score, then that ending kind of just sounds weird, right? Because usually they cut into um, uh, the falling car or something. (laughs) Like I think you instantly go towards like the the truck falling out of the tree, you know, (laughs) in Jurassic Park later on in the movie. And it's like, whoa, like, where where are we going? I can actually yeah. play that. Um, let's see. So we got Incident and La Nublar, and I think we just heard... Yeah. Oh, no, i no, actually go back uh, a little bit more. Go, 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 Tim, go. Here we go. So this is the transition here. Shooter! You know, we're still doing <laughs> yeah, that. And then here we go into... The truck's going to begin to fall, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Tim, go Tim, go 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 go! You know, like you can go, 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 feel Tim that. Go. Um, so, <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting how it how it changes into that, and then I think later on you get like the you get um, some of like searching some of for it, the some, rest of them.
0: Yeah, you you get like the jeep chase. You get when they're searching for Alan and the kids, mm-hmm. and like you get some that's used at the end of the film in the climax too. Some music from there.
1: It's wild that you know for years like. We've had just that version where, you know, it skips all over and it always felt odd and but I got used to it. Like I, I just was always used to hearing that version. So when this the song just ends or the track just ends where it ends, and you're like, okay, that, that makes sense. Like yeah, but yeah. but they did they did like a beautiful job of blending everything, you know, in the original score to make it feel natural in a way. Um, when it
0: ends like that, you can almost see Gennaro floating in on his little raft.
1: Yeah, yeah, he just floats in. I think he's got his shorts. Does he? Is he wearing his shorts at that point? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: or no, I think he's... Is it he shorts later? On. The shorts are later. The pants Shorts are first. Shorts when he gets to... Yeah, moment. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that. I love that. Hey, that transition. there's so much... Is so. There's, great. <laughs> sorry, there's
0: so much talk about Muldoon shorts, not enough talk about Gennaro shorts.
1: Yeah, you're right. There's definitely not enough. Um, but that brings us to that you know particular scene where uh, Gennaro is heading to the Dominican Republic, I believe, and he's uh, he's in the mines, in the amber mines, in there with Juanita, and um, you know Mano checking out some, Yeah, you know Spanish, I guess, more than me, so. <laughs> It means uh, mano de dios. Amber mines means the hand of
0: God. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: okay. But this and hand of God, you know, you just said it. This sounds mm-hmm. so like Aetherial. ethereal. You know, it's that chorus. It sounds angelic and like it's it's so interesting.
0: This is when we're in Montana at the dig site, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, you just hear all of a sudden you get the sweeping, right? Shh, 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 shh.
0: There's Alan.
1: I hear that guy hates computers. <laughs> but this track um initially this is that was the encased mosquito um Mm. and initially uh that was actually included i think for the first time on jp20 um under the coming storm uh that track as as another as like another three track mashup i think there so i think there i forget which ones but there was like three separate tracks on there so again it's like well you gotta you got to wait for different releases to find this part. And then it's not even titled that. It's under some other song. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Even though I took all the notes and I listened to everything 15 times just to prepare for this, I'm still lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, we're staying in Montana and uh, we are going to get our first glimpse of the entrance of uh, Mr. Hammond. Mm. And this is um a very playful track you know they've got this uh this jerk that just popped into their trailer and messed up their dig site and you know and uh it's just the one and only john hammond who's gonna fully fund their dig for you know (laughs) however many a few more years or whatever so
0: yeah thematically there's really nothing going on in places like this um thematically um but it's great music because it just it works perfectly, but it's just sort of completely um, aleatoric and just sort of random stuff that fits the emotions. But yeah,
1: I feel like you know, it almost it almost feels like it touches on, it, it like kind of wants to get to the theme a little bit. Yeah, at times. yeah,
0: it approaches them. Yeah,
1: yeah, but then it just rambles along, and, and there's a few moments that like that in this film where it just kind of like you're saying, just like does its own thing and it's not really related to anything but it's nice and it's you know it feels good it feels good and playful you know because you kind of get like you don't get the book sense of dr or john hammond you get like the film version where he's like a a much more playful older man and you're you know and i think the music tells that very well
0: yeah absolutely um and this what did you say that cue was called on the la la land one
1: Uh, it's called entrance of mr hammond
0: Okay. That's really interesting because another thing I was going to say earlier when I was saying like fun facts about the score, um, the other interesting thing that's on Apple music classical is there is the entire Jurassic park score album, but it's recorded on two pianos. So it's all piano. Oh man. Um, and it's actually really, really great. Um, (laughs) and, but, uh, he, I was looking through the track list on that. And like one of his cue titles that he chose was the entrance of Mr. Hammond. So, okay. That's interesting. That's, that's um, let awesome. me, let me find the artist on that just cause I want to shout him out. Cause he's great. So it's a French pianist and his name is ongoing Friedrich Lule. Um, and his, his piano recording of Jurassic park score is really, really great. So anyway
1: and look sometimes sometimes you just want to hear like you know a a much you know simple version you don't want to hear the full like bombastic score sometimes you just kind of want to chill to some nice piano right
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: and this this one the entrance of mr hammond um i think was originally on jp20 um under the history lesson so Mm -hmm. uh which it pairs well with that because I I think um, it, if we listen to that one that was on JP twenty I don't know which actually which score is this this is uh okay this is JP twenty because there you know I have to set between the original score the twentieth anniversary score I think this is yeah. the right one um, what's, what's where's our
0: where's our thirtieth anniversary score come
1: on <laughs> so here's the history lesson I think this is the one we just listened to right yeah so this is the yeah. But then when you get towards the end of that.
0: It's when they're getting in the explorers a little bit is part of it.
1: Well, it, it transitions into that. This. Right yeah. there. So now now you're at the, you know, Tim's like, I read your book, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's so interesting how it transitions into that. And, and they do feel both very playful and energetic mm-hmm. and... And maybe it's just a family trait between Tim and and uh, and Hammond. I don't know, but uh, they feel familiar. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's cool. It's cool to to kind of understand where everything was and is, and 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 piece it all out like that. Um, but the next one, this is a big one. Uh, this is a, a very long track. Uh, maybe this might be the longest one. I think on. Yeah, it looks like it might be the longest one by just a little bit. Journey to the Island. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> yes, sorry. it's the pod intro. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Uh, I don't. We don't have this intro anymore. So that's true. Yeah, you two dig up, dig up dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> so this is a track that I, whether it's my podcast intro or, or just the scene itself, it is very, like. It feels like it makes room for the dialogue in such a way where the music actually kind of feels like it goes, it's like having a conversation. It's so interesting in that way.
0: It's so perfect. It just weaves up and down and in and out and just perfectly, you know, is a partner to the dialogue in that scene. And it's it's some more sort of uh, musical, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, but it's musical nonsense, musical... Uh, fashionable number crunching as Hammond would say um, whatever you want to say uh, but it it sort of approaches the themes like you were saying so mm-hmm.
1: yeah and much of it feels just like, like travel music like it feels like you're just yeah. on an adventure you know
0: yeah here we go <laughs> there it is Island fanfare, Jurassic Park theme.
1: I just can't help but like laugh at how how amazing it is, and just how majestic it's it all feels. You know,
0: you you know you should not. You almost could say that you should not have music that is so dramatic and epic for a movie about some scientists going to look at dinosaurs on an (laughs) island and but like it just it makes it so huge and adventurous and grand so incredible
1: this is a track that like if you you know watched me walking down the street or driving my car you looking at me right now I'm like actually like like kind of like headbanging because it's just like it's too good you kind of have man, to like dance to it
0: it's incredible i like and when you listen to this song like in public or when you're driving in your car or something it, it like it accompanies <laughs> what you're seeing too depending on what it is like i used to like i loved the city that i went to undergrad in and i used to play this every time i would drive back like oh, from being man. out of town or something And it was, it just made it so special and epic, even though like it's not meant for me driving into a little city in Texas. It's meant for a grand dinosaur Island, but it's so great.
1: And they make room for, you know, conversation and, and different views and stuff right here. It's just, again, like we're, just traveling it's just travel music but it's yep it's so memorable and it's it's pretty interesting how much like how much space is traversed like during this track you know like you're yeah in a helicopter off of the island and then you enter the island you you're landing and then you're getting into a jeep and you're taking that jeep to um a viewpoint and then you're getting out of the jeep and you're looking you know then it get back in the jeep and then you're going to the visitor center there's so much happening in this track it's wild it's
0: such a long continuous queue and the transitions between moments and sections are just perfect um and yeah i mean i think oh what we were saying earlier about the two main themes like they're both in this one queue so it's like this is the definitive mm-hmm. journey to, journey to the island is kind of the definitive Jurassic Park cue like somebody says hey I've never heard any Jurassic Park music what what should I listen to like give them this I would give them this track first
1: Yeah so yeah you're right You can tell something's a Bruin because like the music is yeah. low and it's it's growing and growing and
0: So there's a little sort of (laughs) run on the uh, bassoon like in this right before, you know, a beautiful, incredible, awestruck scene of seeing a dinosaur. And there's also a similar sort of bassoon contra bassoon run when Malcolm is sitting on the back of the Jeep and it's meant to signify terror and suspense. So, yeah.
1: Like you can like almost hear the brachiosaur like call right here yeah you know i did indicate in my notes that that you know for later on that malcolm sequence because it it's such an it's such an iconic sound of a dinosaur approaching or on the way it's like yeah very cool
0: these things don't live in a swamp chills i've heard this cue a billion times and chills every time
1: and it like only gets better like it just it's still building and oh.
0: and it's synced with the brachiosaur hitting the ground oh and that
1: it, rumble it's incre- oh.
0: it's so incredible Look, the T-Rex at 32 miles per hour. You have a T-Rex? <laughs> Say it again.
1: <laughs> we have a T-Rex. <laughs> and this is a part oh. every time where I'm like and <laughs> when I listen to this I'm like Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome yep. to Jurassic Park, you know? Every time I listen to
0: it. <laughs> it's a master class in editing and scoring this scene. It's yeah. just fantastic.
1: And I I heard John Williams talk about this once, this theme as like a religious kind of experience where mm-hmm. you could picture walking into a cathedral and hearing this music or you know, this could be that music in a movie where you walk into a cathedral and it's like, it is perfect for that kind of setting as well. It's
0: Absolutely it's it's so it's larger than life and it's like you know alan and ellie are seeing these things they thought they would never see so
1: and i love a religious experience i love this march as they're like they're just they got to get to the visitor center now (laughs) yeah Now we've approached the visitor center and, uh, you know, there's construction happening all over the place, but... Uh, we
0: get a little variation on the... Yeah. ...dress, the, that second main theme here. Get some cool little call and response that you don't really get in other places.
1: Well, we get a little, bit, little ominous tone right here.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're it's a little bit of an emotional transition through like the music aids in that. Cause it's like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go see how they did this and talk about how it's a really bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of bracing you for the fact that they might not agree with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The scientists. Um, and this is where I'm going to, um, skip the track listing and we're gonna go we're gonna do it we're doing what I want want it done in the first place it's so and funny that the <laughs> Jurassic Park album
0: is like a puzzle.
1: Game. life will not be contained life breaks free it expands
0: to new territories and crashes through barriers painfully maybe even dangerously but uh, so
1: there it is there it is I'm I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way that'll do it for another episode of the jurassic park podcast we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in uh, however often you do it means so much to us that you take any amount of time out of your day to listen to the show and uh you know join us in this love of the jurassic franchise we really really appreciate it and of course a huge thank you to caleb for joining me uh to talk about the score it's always one of my most favorite things to do is uh chat with caleb about the score it's You know, we we uncover some really fun things over the course of our conversations. um, And I think this one's going to be no different. There's a lot to dive into. And this is only the beginning. There is so much more. Like I said, we're going to be talking about so much more in the coming weeks. And uh, I don't even know how many parts this is going to be. It could be three parts. It could be four parts. Who knows? We have so much to talk about. And uh, you're going to be hearing about it for the next several weeks. So thank you again to Caleb for joining for all those episodes. Now, I wanted to read a review. Like I always say, I want to uh, go ahead and read some reviews on the show as much as I can. This one comes from ECD Studios and a five-star review. Thank you so much. It says, question for Brad. Will the mailbag still be on the pod? Um, That's a good question. So even though it's it's not necessarily review, it's a question, and I appreciate any amount of time that you take to write something in there, ask a question, leave a thought. That's all great. So will the mailbag be still on the pod here? Um, I don't really know. I'm not too sure. It's We've taken a, a different format here with the show, so it's kind of made it not as easy to dive into our... You know, our previously, like, scheduled programming. Um, In the last version, the last iteration of the show, we did monthly segments. Um, If you're a new listener, maybe you didn't realize that, but we we used to do monthly things like the mailbag or the Jurassic Wire. Um, But I feel like... Right now, with not a ton going on, it, it's it hasn't been as pertinent to have monthly segments uh, for the show. I think when the movies were coming out, the past three films and all kinds of other content, it, it made it a lot easier to have mailbag questions just pouring in or you know tons of topics to talk about in the mail uh, or in the uh, in the Jurassic Wire. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna use these segments, on our live streams and we've already started to do that um a while back uh when uh before we actually stopped doing or was before we actually did the hiatus um i had the mailbag uh started up on the live stream and then we would live stream it and we would air it on the show for now i think i'm just going to do with this like stick with the live stream for now so you will actually be live streaming that this coming week uh if you're listening to the show this week but uh who knows Um, So please stay tuned to our live stream feed. You will see Aaron Beyer on there. You will see uh, Jennifer Evans on there. I'm very excited to do those live. You get to see Aaron. You get to see Jen and myself. And uh, we always have a great time. And it's a different uh, alternative for um, Aaron and Jen to get to interface with people in the audience as well um, as play like recordings and clips and emails and stuff that we get in our mailbags. so uh, please stay tuned to our live streams we'll be uh, doing a lot more over there so uh, stay tuned but that about does it for this episode so stay safe, be kind let's continue to fight for representation change and equality in the Jurassic franchise but more importantly outside of it in the real world let's please continue to make this world a better place. Oh, we need to do that, really, we seriously do. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro, take it away. Saddle up, let's get this movable beast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios and so much more you can listen to us on spotify apple podcasts our website and wherever else podcasts are found so please be sure to follow along and share with your friends family and fellow jurassic fans if you haven't already please give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and spotify we will read your apple reviews at the end of most episodes so be sure to spare no expense Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails and MP3s to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi. That number is 732- 825-7763. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, enjoy.